Welcome to Bootstrappers, a unique program designed to help make your business better. From property management to remote workers, Bootstrappers is here to help your business succeed. Bootstrappers is a production of Anaquim LLC. So let's lace up those business boots and join Bootstrappers with Jeremy and Gwen Aspen. Welcome to this episode of Bootstrappers, where we talk about topics that are important to real estate and property management entrepreneurs. I am your host, Gwen Aspen, here with my spouse, Jeremy Aspen. <laughs> and I'm super excited about today's show. We're going to talk to Matt Tompkins of Two Brothers Creative. He is actually the podcast um, what a producer of this show. And we're going to talk to him about what a podcast can do for you. He's a video and audio expert. And Bootstrappers is powered by... Aniquim. Uh, we help you improve your profitability and scale your company, whether it's the virtual assistance or a 24-hour hotline or full-blown back office support for your property management company. We've got you covered. And if you're a fan of the show, please like, subscribe, tell all your friends, and we have a book giveaway at the end of the show. To participate in that, please go to our the description in our YouTube channel or in, uh, to Instagram, Bootstrapper Show, and click the link in the bio. So we're super happy to have Matt Topkins here. Did you On the other side. With Gwen, everything's super. <laughs> My friends brought super. that up to me this last week. So I say fun all the time. You say super all the time. Well, if she didn't say super excited, I would feel like I'm not, yeah, not, not, not making the grade right. as a guest. So, so Matt, tell a little, us. A little, little background. So Matt yeah. actually, is a he's been on radio for years here, has his own talk show. Um, political talk show uh he and i TV worked, show too uh tv show right that that's the next part <laughs> so the radio show get my whole imdb <laughs> yeah. out here before. Yeah. yeah uh so radio show we worked together on that for a little while i helped co-host him i was a guest on your show a couple of times i think vice versa so he's got some experience in radio which then turned into podcast i think a mm -hmm. natural move towards it but then you also you have your own tv show here on channel seven which it's was channel six but yeah channel six it's not NBC seven it's one less affiliate. than that yeah nbc so. affiliate um and so this uh, podcast world is kind of bringing them all together yeah it is kind of interesting to see like seven, uh, 17 years in broadcasting and see how all of those different elements kind of come together to create just the modern way that we all consume content, which is audio and video and all these different elements kind of swirling together into one final product. And go ahead. Sorry. So now you're working with a lot of businesses mm -hmm. on podcasts. And that was kind of our focus today is the podcast element, because everybody is curious if they should do it, if this is the new medium. Uh, everybody's listening to podcasts. So companies obviously want a piece of that. So tell us a little bit about what a podcast could do for a company. So I think there's like two big uh, questions of why you should ask. So like the first one is just podcasting in general, like why consider doing a podcast? And probably the biggest reason if you boil podcasting down to just a really simple thing, it's all about companionship. So it's a very intimate experience. It's one-on-one, -on -one. people listen in their, their headphones. So it's a very intimate personal experience, which means, uh, and also being kind of a longer form medium, it means that it is much easier to build trust with people, mm. which is the foundation of, of any sort of marketing, any sort of business. You have your clients, your customers have to trust in what you're saying. And so podcasting can be a, a really good opportunity for businesses to 
to build trust and eventually you're giving your your you know customers your listeners clients something for free that benefits them that's helpful to them so so it can really benefit them and then you you can deliver that call to action of it and hey by the way here's you know my product or service so it's uh, most podcasts you know they make money like podcast adjacent so they make it through not necessarily the number of downloads that they get but by you know establishing credibility that's another big thing that podcasts do in a field you know with like with this podcast you know with the uh, most recent that p uh, p mm conference that we yes. were at yeah um, uh, property management mastermind conference in dallas texas i mean it's obvious how much anaquin stood out and now how you stand out in the industry where you know you are the experts you are the go-to and you have this this form this medium to really help a lot of people and establish that credibility so it's credibility so it's kind of the big why but it's also important to ask like as a company why why do you want to use this? And I think you should ask that question with any form of marketing and uh, advertising, anything you look at. I think that, you know, podcasts are very helpful because with any form of advertising, you're trying to trick the person into thinking it's not an ad, you know, making them laugh or cry and then deliver your message. Podcasting, you don't necessarily have to do that, but you should still ask why, like what's our end goal here? Is it to bring awareness to a foundation or a cause or or just to, um, you know, in this case here, it's giving helpful advice to, uh, to property management and entrepreneurs, and then, you know, who you are also working with in the industry. So well, I know that my why for the why, well, you know, the reason we wanted to do this podcast is so that I would have a good excuse to look at my pretty wife on video once in a, every week. <laughs> That's why I did that. <laughs> I did that for you. I wanted oh, you to look did, at yeah, you, you every day, so that's why I said nice. yes. Yeah. It really helped our marriage out. <laughs> well, for, for our industry, you know, it's a lot of small businesses, medium-sized businesses trying to make it, do the best that they can, and so it's fun for us to add value through some of the best practices in the industry. So content marketing in our space is just important. It's an important give back. Well, yeah, and it's kind of fun because the second we learn something, it's kind of a teach the teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where for we sure. learn something new or we experience something new, it's just like, all right, well, we can hand this off. We don't serve as consultants in the industry, uh, like well, fee based, but well, we have that too. Except for this podcast, the, the listeners they're really just picking up on what the most, I think, the most relevant new information is because we we just learned it and now we get to tell other people, and that just yeah. kind of. It really helps, I think, um, the trust. And I always run through a list with any project. It's like, okay, why am I doing this? Um, how am I going to do this? Can I do this? And then the big one people often forget is, should I do this? Yeah. You know, should I do this? So if you're thinking about doing a podcast or or anything, podcasting especially, it's a lot of, it's a big commitment. It's a big it's commitment. It's a big commitment. <laughs> it takes a lot of time. You are, and I'm not saying this just for myself as a solicitation, but you are best served by hiring an expert just like you would with you know with SEO or anything else you're doing for your company you want somebody who can make you look and sound the absolute best because this is a this the first five seconds of any video you put out or audio podcast that's the impression people have of you and your company forever I mean it's it's a very harsh judgment out there on social media and the internet so you need to invest in it and not treat it as oh I'm just gonna do a podcast because you know as I like Joe Rogan he's good and you know I want to do that you know it's yeah you have to have a really good why and really good end goal and it's a lot of things we went through together for your podcast and figuring out the format and who is your target listener and who you know all of those things you have to kind of formulate uh, an expert somebody who can do that 
to help you through that process is really going to help you have a set you up for success. Yeah, I think a lot of people like at that conference we were just at, people had the FOMO, like fear of missing out, like, yeah. oh my God, I should be doing a podcast. But it's a it's a huge commitment and it's a long term play because as you know, well, you told us right on the front end, you're gonna kind of suck the first 10 episodes. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know if it said it that bad. Yeah, we but, didn't know uh, they would go on for 55. Yeah. I mean, it takes six months to a year to just have an established podcast, let alone a year to two years to really build a substantial audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, The average podcast, I think, lasts seven episodes, and that's when people kind of throw in the towel, uh, because they look at this, that fear missing out, and then they look at the numbers, and they have that imposter syndrome where it's, oh, I'm only getting 15 downloads per episode. And again, if you know the reason why you're doing this, it doesn't matter how many downloads you get. Only the top 1% of podcasts really make money off of um, advertising and sponsorships, unless they're part of a network where they're selling like a whole network, but then it's based off of large amounts of downloads. And even then, you know, they're not, I mean, Joe Rogan, as I mentioned, he left and did his own thing because he really wasn't making as much money as he could there. I mean, there are, there are just, that's a big, Big goal. You have to, it's like a YouTube, you know, if you want to make monetize YouTube, you have to have millions, hundreds of millions of downloads. So you have to look at it differently and say, okay, of those 20 downloads, what if one of those, one of those listeners becomes a new customer and they end up spending $30,000 a year with me or 50 or whatever, you just paid for your podcast and then some. And so I think that's, that's how you should approach it and look at it and not focus on, on the superficial aspects that, that really kind of. I guess kind of ego driven. Yes, it it is a lot about ego. You have to set that aside. And again, if you have somebody you're working with, if you go through the process yourself and you know why and you Mm -hmm. know what your goal is, you can kind of filter those those that noise out. And I know that when we were at uh, I was at K car, I think at the time there was one advertiser on Sundays. He had a one hour show and I remember talking to him and he said, well, it doesn't matter how many listeners I've got. If I've got one listener that yeah. buys a house or lists a house with me, it pays for the entire mm-hmm. month. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's a great way of looking at even how podcasts work. Everybody wants to be famous and, and all that stuff, but it's expensive to be famous if you're not going to get something from it. And you told me you're like, don't even look at the download numbers. Like, yeah. The first six months, you shouldn't even pay attention to that at all. You should not look at it. And I've had uh, clients of mine and, and to do podcasts. And I tell them that from, they'll ask me how are downloads doing? Like, I'm not even going to tell you how they're doing. You shouldn't be focused on that. You should be focused on making on the two biggest challenges. Number one is making it, you know, compelling, relevant, helpful content in every single episode. And then focusing on just that, single target listener of, of okay I'm gonna I'm gonna over deliver I'm gonna super deliver um, this to them because that's how you're gonna spread and that's how you're gonna get a, a bigger audience and you're gonna really connect with those potential customers online if you focus on just the number of downloads I mean that it's it's a really meaningless number overall I mean until you get into the millions of downloads per episode I mean there's you know yeah it's it's just not that's not a it's not a realistic thing for you to even worry about so you shouldn't Right. And so I think for us personally, you told me not to look at the download, so I didn't. And there are lots of different platforms, so you have to kind of add them all up together Mm -hmm. anyway. Interestingly enough, most of our YouTube downloads, which are the most annoying because everybody can see those, but that is primarily downloaded in Mexico because they're not as used to using podcast apps on their phones. And the U.S. is where most of the downloads come for the actual Mm -hmm. podcast app. And really, our big thing is our sales up. I mean, you can't really... 
yeah, do people refer to it? We, we get comments on it, but so we decided on a long-term play, like we're gonna give it a year and then see what happens. And then we looked at the numbers and it still makes sense to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, we love- uh, The producer's a little expensive, didn't we? I know, right? Didn't we should we renegotiate I just said that. It's, you have to make an investment. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, um, and then we went big or go home. So like we mm-hmm. went, we said, we're committed to a weekly podcast and we're doing video. So, so kind of walk people through you know what the the options are you could just do an audio only you can go low budget you could you can do it a bunch mm-hmm. of different ways what what do you advocate for so right now the it you bring up youtube it was either 2020 or, or 2019 it was one of the last couple of years youtube is the number one place people went to listen to pod or view podcasts which is you know we a lot of times we don't think about that but that youtube was it was number one is the number one location so I am seeing with, with audio pod, you think of traditionally, you think of podcasting as just an audio podcast, but um, that is, it is a very oversaturated market. I mean, especially over the past year with the pandemic, I mean, Apple saw like hundreds of thousands, just no, so ma- a huge, uh, you know, huge amount, huge uh, spike in the number of new podcasts. So where I see things going and I, it's, it's something you need to do right, but video podcasting, so where you, you're, you're, distributing your audio podcast to all these, you know, 16, 20 different Spotify, Apple, you know, everywhere, Amazon, Google play. Um, you're, you're, you're putting it on all those platforms, SoundCloud, but then you're also producing a video version and you know, that where, that's where it gets a little tricky because that's not as obviously it's a whole new visual element. But the, the reason that I really encourage that is because it's not that much more as far as an investment. If you're, you know, looking to hire somebody to produce it, um, the benefits though and the payout are so much more when you add video because like with one video podcast, so let's just say you did an audio only. Well, you've got audio only, you're gonna reach people who are listening to podcasts already who will find your podcast. You can't really chop that up. You can't really use an audio file on social media as marketing tools and stuff. Now, if you did a video version of that, you can A, you've got a video version for YouTube that you could post on Facebook and and uh, in both those different kind of those different platforms, those worlds, but then you can also chop it up and you can have little uh, little promotional video shorts. So now all of a sudden this one thing you're doing, this, you know, half hour, hour of, you know, podcast has turned into a video podcast and audio podcast. And you'd say you get four different little video shorts that you can use that are just, you know, two to three minute, five minute little videos that you can use. So now all of a sudden you're producing all of this great content which you need for your digital marketing so and you can use some of those things in training like for your yeah. employees or whatever mm-hmm. like that you can take out all the essential pieces mm-hmm. and put them in such a way that they can be used for by even even internally we use it quite a bit the other thing that's been beneficial about doing the podcast for us is putting out content on the website i don't know what it is but it's just a challenge to like update your website weekly yeah and so committing to a weekly podcast means that we're committing to updating our website weekly, which means that um, we're also using the YouTube platform, which Google likes. So our the way that we rank in Google is so much higher mm-hmm. because we have this cadence of putting out content every week. And so it, it just kind of becomes its own engine. Before the pandemic, we had a very terrible uh, online presence. We made all of our uh, client contacts or prospect clients through the convention circuit. 
And then conventions went away. So we had 10 conventions that we were planning on going to get canceled. And then we looked at our website and we were like, shoot, this website is not and now very we have to good. Spend money on this. So yeah. we had to create a website. We did the podcast and we were really thrilled that our business not only didn't didn't go away and didn't stay stagnant, but actually grew. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was right after uh, when the when the pandemic hit. Sales went to really close to zero for a couple of months. Yeah, like we well, went for through, a few weeks. Yeah, when people for, were freaking out. It was then, a freak out, and then so we we made this decision. Okay, we're gonna have to reposition. We created a couple of new products, and yeah, pivoted, let's go ahead. Let's marketing do this, wise, let's do this. But we went from podcast. having the worst website maybe ever. I, to, I actually thought it was okay. It, uh, it didn't really do much, and it didn't when, do when much. you when you have a marketing professional look at it, they were like, "Uh, you can do better." <laughs> yeah, and so, um, but this really has forced us to move forward. And I don't know if we've done everything perfect with the website, but now there's so much content that if we want to pivot and we get better at Google AdWords or whatever, it's it's gonna really do well so you mentioned like the website and like with your seo numbers and like the tangible things people are always paying a lot of money seo search engine optimization people are like i don't even know what that is so i'll pay somebody i think they're doing it for me but it really boils down to you're you're going to show up higher in the google search results if you're putting out more uh, weekly helpful content. And so you can do that, it, it, like some of the benefits, let's say you have your your video podcast and you post that onto YouTube. Well, Google likes that because they see that as weekly relevant content. And then let's say you're Google My Business, you wanna post a blog through there. A simple blog with like a, a, a short synopsis of the episode and the Im, you can embed that video in there and boom, you just got a weekly blog now. And you can do the same thing on your website. You create a blog with the episode. So you just, you're hitting all those fronts every single week. And in 2019, uh, Google added podcasting, whether it's audio or video, to uh, their search engine results pages. Mm-hmm. So now it shows up in your searches. So if you have a podcast and you, if you, if, and again, a lot of this is in doing it right, but let's say you have, you know, with, with remote professionals and you have a topic like how to manage a remote professional team, or should I hire remote professionals and things like that, that people are, would actually Google search. Well, if you have your episode titled that it's going to show you drive to the top and your business, your website is going to get driven to the top of those searches. And that's why Aniquim, as an example with those numbers you guys looked at, has saw a 68% increase in their SEO. Um, I think you went from 2,000 visitors per month to 7,500 visitors per month to your website. I mean, so when you're super serving Google and, and YouTube um, that, well, that are basically the same thing, same you know algorithm approach, and so the same company, you're going to see numbers really go up, which means more new business leads, Mm-hmm. more new revenue and um and and one other quick tip too i always tell people they ask me should i post this to facebook or to youtube both think of them yeah. as two different planets because they don't they don't they're like oil and water together so if you post a youtube link on facebook it's not it's going to get driven down the way that mm-hmm. Facebook because facebook wants you to use facebook watch and the video so think of it as i'm going to post this to facebook as a video i'm going to post this to youtube as a video so google and youtube will love this over here and facebook and instagram will love this over here and you're going to reach more people that way so so that there you've just doubled the you know multitude of different content and videos and pieces that you created again all of this has been created by just doing a 40-minute podcast which once a week you know which if you look at the amount of marketing dollars even hiring somebody to produce it 
it is it more than pays for itself i mean it is it is it can be a really smart investment for just your company's marketing and advertising especially if you're smaller and you don't have you know hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend on marketing every year i can't believe you charge so little <laughs> me too <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's why I'm here. I was yeah, going to tell you, I didn't know. I'm going to have to raise this SEO up. Yeah. Optimization, gone. But also just the <laughs> right. research. So I do want to talk about, like, if you are going to do a podcast, you need more, you need to have a list of topics to talk about on the front end because there's that moment after, like, 11 episodes where you're like, well, shoot, I hit I hit marketing, I hit sales, I hit accounting, I hit all the things. What am I going to talk about now? Um, so you need to always have new things to to talk about and well, as long do as that on yourself, the front end. As long as you keep yourself uh, informed, oh, some, there's always something popping up. You can mm -hmm. always make connections to other things that have happened, even other conversations that we've had. And then you can re even refer to old uh, videos that maybe you created that kind of augment the new subject. I mean, that's where it starts. But out. if you're already going to be doing the research anyway, it's helpful. Like you're doing the research for the podcast, you might as well write an ebook, or mm -hmm. you yeah. might as well write a put blog. a blog post. Yeah. So you might as well hit it all, and so they kind of all work together. Mm -hmm. And if your goal is just you're focused on SEO this year, I mean, a podcast plus a blog and just content marketing in general could be a good goal that will get you where you want to go i think it's important too with like coaching um to because a lot of people i mean there in, a lot of people want to take your money in any business and maybe not deliver seo is one area where there's a lot of there can be a lot of shady practice because people don't understand it yes. and so it's like so so here we have all these these equipment and things and everything is set up and it's like i don't really understand all this so i don't know what it's worth or what it i you know uh but be careful because you want to find somebody who's got like your best interest and your goals at the forefront um because you want somebody who can coach you through that process um i we used to do the analogy of like uh you, you the dressing when we used to go to department stores but you know you had the the mirror where it was like three different mirrors you yeah. can see the different angles so you can take a topic one topic and it's like managing a remote team and all right there's front and then you turn here it's a it's the same topic, but it's a completely different it's approach. It's like hiring a remote here, team member. Yeah, and managing then and then managing. Uh, updating your processes and procedures for remote teams and how to promote leadership within your remote teams. I mean, all these different, you know, specific things. Because you're at, I remember in talk radio, it's like after two weeks, you think, oh, I've talked about everything. Yeah. Well, I'm good. What am I going to do now? And, you know, so, uh, but yeah, you want to have somebody who's more, somebody who's not just there to hit record. You want yes. somebody who's there to, to guide you through that process. I mean, with, with any marketing, you want somebody like that. You're going to have to hook us up with somebody like that. I know. <laughs> and then one of the other things that you did for us is when you do start a podcast, you're kind of deer in headlights. You're like, so if I have a guest, like what do I do next? Like I, I, I chose this person. Okay. But you helped us with a form mm -hmm. to get them all organized and make sure that all the content is right in the show notes. And then we always write, um, the notes of the, the format of the show out ahead of time. And you would agree that, uh, you would agree that being, uh, organized is mm -hmm. really helpful for the show to progress. Yeah, show prep is 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 central, and you know, for like a traditional like 
talk show for every hour there's about three hours of show prep that goes into it (laughs) you know it it seems like a lot but really once you get into the swing of it you're always doing show prep because you're always thinking like oh wow that's a really interesting article i never thought of it that way you make a note you know always have a notebook and keep think of ideas and different and stuff i do that i even for the newspaper column that i write it's every six weeks i have a list that's Mm -hmm. huge all these different topics because you are you just never can let it go same with the show there's just always a list of something Mm -hmm. going on one one thing that i know we talked about this early on is to not focus so much on a guest yes that was so hard though yeah it is because it's a crutch it it really is you want to lean on the fact that like, cause it's, we have that imposter syndrome, which I know you did a whole mm-hmm. episode about, but it is very real when you're doing anything like this. I mean, this is like performance entertainment yeah. to a degree, yeah, infotainment. And so you're putting yourself out there. It's very terrifying to think uh, that, you know, uh, people aren't going to tune in for just me. Right. Like, they know they it's just me. Yeah. So I have to get a guest for every single episode and it has to be an interview, but you know, interviewing is a skill that takes a lot of time to develop and to make it a conversation and not a Q and a, cause that's really what that, it needs to that's be. That's a big difference. Yeah, that's true. So what's the difference between, or how can you protect it from being uh, an infomercial? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I, I lose, I lose uh, I get lost whenever someone starts to sound a little bit like an infomercial. Yeah. And that's another one of the fears like going into this because ultimately the objective is to get more business, mm-hmm. but you don't want to sound like, hey, we're the best, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I think you have to, I think you have to be genuine and I'm just going to give you this for free and I'm not asking for anything in return. And like the first six months to a year of your podcast, don't don't tag commercials and like you know like like oh and by the way if you want to do that you know call me you know it's like don't do the hard sell it really is just if you if you go in it with the intention of i'm just genuinely going to help people with what i feel i am experienced at what i'm an expert or whatever niche area or field and you actually help people that's going to you're going to create customers for life because they're going to think that's really cool that they're just helping me they're here to just help me and mm-hmm. i'm benefiting from this and so then at some that they odds are they'll end up googling you looking at you and finding out oh wow so they do all these things they talk about you know what i really like what they've done i like their podcast i'm gonna hire them or i'm gonna mm-hmm. contact them so people will find a way if they really uh, there, there's that relationship you have with with companies where it's like some companies just do a really good job and you feel endeared you know and it's like an endearing quality and it's like man i'm always going to shop at this place you know because of the way they they treat their customers and the way they treat me and my experience it's the same way with podcasts so if you build that trust and uh, you, you you can turn that into profitability without ever asking for that, you know, hey, buy this from me right now. So I do just want to go back. That was so hard to not think that we needed a guest every single time. Yeah, that was so stressful. And I was, some of our shows that it's just been you and I have been some of our Like the shows. maintenance, yeah. uh, the one that was about the uh, getting maintenance, bringing maintenance in house is one of our most successful podcasts. That's just you and me. But getting over that hump, that needing a a guest and the other hump was really knowing what we were trying to do at the beginning like we we thought we needed lots of different topics Mm -hmm. instead of and then after a few of the lots of different topics jumping around for the first few we decided that we're just going to have one topic per show and it works so much better yeah and so um we talk about the podcast being prepared uh maybe some of the we talked a little bit about the show itself but so what happens at the back end 
Because that's something I think a lot of people don't understand. Like when you're creating a podcast, and if you're out there trying to consider whether or not, whether or not to do a podcast, this is part of the work. But I don't think it's half the work. No, I mean, most of it comes in your in your post. I mean, there's your pre-production, right. which would be your show prep and everything else, formatting the show, figuring out, okay, how we're going to do this. Getting the guest schedule. Getting the guest yeah. schedule. Making sure the time, yep. that the, even just figuring out a time where you're yeah. available, Matt, mm-hmm. and we're available, and then the guest is available, takes a lot of time. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of people that will, there's a lot of places, and, you know, locally, wherever you may be based out of, who you can, you know, inquire about producing. A lot of, like, video places, production houses, there you can inquire about, okay, how much would it cost to do this? It's a lot easier if you have that budget to hire somebody to handle all those things. But let's say you don't have that luxury and, you know, maybe some of your, you're just going to hire somebody's focus and your company is going to be to, to do this. Mm. Um, you know, the, yeah, the bulk of the work comes in like the post-production, which yeah. is editing the videos and processing the audio and making sure everything looks good. And so and I making think, those little clips. The, right. Yeah, editing the little clips down that you can use from each episode. So, I mean, there's a lot of editing in, in that post-production. And on my end, like, I, I you develop, like, a, a good system for, like, how you do that to make it the most, I mean, it's, I guess, like, a process and procedure like you would you guys have talked about. But, um, but you know, so that helps on my end. But, like, if you're doing it yourself, I mean, it is, you're going to have to, you, you need to know how to edit video. You need to know how to, you know, light uh, your your podcast and your videos and you know how to edit if you're doing like you know we have four cameras going for this episode here so how am i going to get them all to match and how am i mm. going color balance and white balance and all these different things so you, you do need to either a have somebody hire somebody who knows what they're doing or b you need to really become an expert enough you know to, to where you can handle it and i wouldn't recommend that because well, even people that like technology and think that they can do it it, it just like anything, just hiring an expert, like you had mentioned the SEO piece, mm-hmm. the marketing piece, having somebody that knows what they're doing really is smart. And then after that whole editing process, then there's uploading it to all the mm-hmm. platforms. Yeah. And there's a number of services that you can use. I think there's four or five different ones. Like um, I, I like Libsyn, which is a podcast for audio podcasting. Um, it's kind of a little bit older. Um, kind of formatted system, but it's really reliable. There's a number of other ones, I guess about four or five you can use. And once you get everything set up on the front end, you know, you have, you know, your, your graphics and everything else, all your information, your Apple podcast has approved you for your Apple podcasts. And I think iHeartMedia is one has a like two month waiting period. And so there's just different kind of rules and stuff for each one. But once you get everything set up, then, then for the audio only version, you can upload it to one place mm. that distributes it everywhere. Like Libs stands for liberated syndication is the, is what that stands for so it's so you can syndicate it all from one place and it'll also track all of your numbers and and stuff when you eat for all your different platforms uh, that you that you distribute it to uh, unless you're uploading to YouTube like separately as a separate video so so there's a number of like podcasting like that audio podcasting it once you have things set up like if, if, if the video I think you you want to have somebody on your team or hire somebody to help because that becomes complicated and there's a big, there is a big risk factor that a lot of people, I think a lot of businesses are realizing now, but you can easily fall into this trap where you think, I'll also have my nephew do it or I'll, you know, oh, yeah. just use iPhones and, you know, and like yeah, <laughs> iPhones are, are pretty good quality video these days. But the, the, the reality is it's an unfair grading curve on social media on the endless feed we all look at. So people don't know and they don't care if one show had a 
$2 million budget and your podcast had a $200 budget. They don't care. They're going to judge them equally. And unfortunately, with videos, they have a huge impact positively. Like People are 70% more likely to visit your website if you just have a video. But now it's become if your video looks yeah. that's if your video looks like crap, then they view your business as that yeah. quality. And so it can hurt you if you're just putting something out. And that's why I think you need to establish that why and how we're going to do this. Because if you just do it just to do it, and you just put something out there that can that can have adverse effects on on the perception of your business and unfortunately once that initial um that impression is formed it's hard to get those people back even if you okay well now we're going to produce a really good quality version it's like no i saw the i saw yeah i'm not interested two important things that people remember you and you did something that they liked those are the two lauren michaels talks about that with saturday night live all we have to have is one sketch people remember and liked, and we've got them for life. It doesn't matter if 90% of our shows aren't funny. Cowbell. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. And I would say, so we batch released our first 10 episodes, which is hugely expensive. That was like very time consuming to do those 10 episodes, but that was kind of our learning curve. And we didn't really let anyone know that we were doing a podcast until we were 10 episodes in because we didn't want the first one that they saw to be our first one that we produced. Because a lot of people, you mm-hmm. just don't know what you're doing. I mean, I'm not a professional podcaster. Jeremy isn't either. We have day jobs. This is our, you know, our once a week moment. And so on the front end, it was a little rough. Is it, it's the one time of the week that we actually get to see Matt. Is really what <laughs> Which it makes it worse. I know. That's why it's worse. A beer would be so much less yeah, expensive. I know. But yeah, you have to give yourself grace. You really yeah, do. Because, you do. You, yeah, you're not. And I work with a lot of clients who've never done this. And like both of you had the advantage and, and other clients do where, you have uh, confidence and you've done like public speaking and, and run for public office. So it's not like it's your first time ever speaking publicly and you've hosted radio shows and stuff in the past. So I think if you can have the confidence and, and kind of do any sort of public speaking, um, that will definitely help. But you still you still need to um, you, you need to develop and you need a coach. And, you know, I have a podcast coach who, who still coaches me to this day. So uh, everybody can get better. And so give yourself grace that, yeah, your first one could really suck. It could take you six months to really hit your groove, you know, but as long as you're working with partnering with people who can help you get better. And as long as you're doing all the things, the show prep and really investing the time and energy that it takes, you, you will improve and, and you can really set yourself up for success with the show and then all these other positive results. And it can really improve your business and your sales. Yeah. So if if it's done right, I would say that to not have the scarcity mindset at the beginning, because everyone's going to be trepidatious about getting into doing something that is as expensive as a podcast is, but it really does have to be, if your plan is right, a money-making venture in the long run. And but a it's long, a long, and run. A long uh, look at it at the long view. I think if you're going to do a podcast, just commit to doing it for a year. Because if your podcast is seven episodes, like you said, mm-hmm. and it's going to go into the elephant graveyard of podcasts, <laughs> it's not going to do you that much good. I think if people go to your website and they see seven podcasts and then it ends, they're kind of like, yeah. mm, okay. That's, that's a really good point, though, that I wanted to make, too. 
is so yeah if if you know you don't want to just do it and then and then quit um you know because like you said seven episodes is kind of the the average before people give up you have to commit to a whole year you have to realize from the front that your podcast isn't going to start off week one even the first six months marketing your business so you can't look you have to market the podcast for it then to market your business so you Mm -hmm. have to promote it you have to get it out there you have to put effort and energy into making this podcast successful then you'll see a return on that investment with it marketing your business and everything else behind it well part of the success is when we go to conferences and whatnot and we talk to people who have been listening and they've taken some of the advice and it's helped make their business a little bit better that's, that's another, so rewarding. That's, it's, well, that's it's rewarding. been amazing. Yeah. It's another yeah. kind of currency, but it's it's useful. I mm. mean, it, it it's it's important. It's part of what helps us, I think, win. Um, and a real quick note on scheduling, because like if you commit to a year out, you actually literally have to plan that whole year. Because we moved to Michigan during parts of the year, and we had to figure out a plan on how we're going to make sure that the show can keep going while we don't live here. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, if you are looking like, you know what, I'm just going to do this myself. And maybe it's just something you record over like zoom or something like that. You know, um, you can start smaller like that. Um, there, there are people there, you can hire people to produce it every week. You can also hire people to just say, Hey, can you set up my podcast for me? Like I need somebody to set up all the platforms. How do I light myself to look good? And we, we walked through that when you were doing your show from Michigan, like how can we have the video and the lighting look, you know, good enough quality and so we can we basically produced your show remotely I was still back here uh, you know at my studio recording it so so there are ways and and you can find kind of relatively inexpensive or more affordable ways to to do it but uh, but if you have the the time and the resources really invest in it because that's where you're going to see the I mean the more you put in the more you're going to get out really and I just on a a technical note the audio like if we paid for some extra equipment to make sure that the audio sounded good from mm-hmm. being somewhere else i know one of my favorite podcasters always sends equipment to his uh to his guests yeah. if they're doing it remotely and that difference in sound which gets to a point that you made earlier helps keep it listenable yeah because nowadays you can listen to a shitty podcast that was something that sounds kind of crappy or a good one that sounds nice and crisp you're going to go for the crisp one because yeah. we can. It's yeah, developed. We care. People now. do care, and people do yeah. care. Quality matters. It's, just it it's not a huge investment. Like these are RE twenty microphones that you guys are talking into that you guys bought yeah. initially, and these are really good quality microphones. There's SM seven. There's a number of other different quality microphones that's going to help you sound that with a in the USB interfaces that they make now for the audio are not that expensive. You can get them for hundred bucks, two hundred bucks. So, you know, for a five, six hundred dollar investment, that's such a small thing price to pay, considering that's going to make your audio sound good forever for every single episode, as opposed to using like a, you know, a a stage mic, yeah, Walmart microphone that you got for 25 bucks. Or I see people like they grab the headset with the thing there. It's like, oh, this is cool. It's like, well, you look like a gamer. Does it really sound as good as it could sound? Because you're right. I mean, when people are if it's an audio only, it needs to sound really good needs to sound full crisp because people are listening with their headphones on they're going to hear every imperfection mm-hmm. so well this is so exciting i mean we really appreciate everything that you've done for our business we love podcasting it's been super fun we love giving away your secrets to everybody else <laughs> yeah. in the country i know <laughs> 
Um, so I would like to ask you, is there a book on content marketing or podcasting that you would recommend? Um, you know, I haven't read a book on that specifically, but there are a lot of, there's a lot of really helpful blogs and articles you can find online. If you Google just, you know, there's a lot of tips. A lot of the things I've talked about here today, but they get into even more detail. Like, should you post a transcript of your podcast and just how do I set up how do I set up the audio and different things? Like if you are doing this for yourself, I think you can really do some simple Google research. There's a lot of helpful resources out there uh, to help you, but I, I haven't read a, a book on podcasting yet, to be honest with you. Yeah, you better write it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can I, do you want to know a book for the book giveaway? Is that what you're leading I into? Was. How'd you know? <laughs> um, if I got, do I get to pick a book? Yeah, you get to pick the book. Not the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the sequel. How about that? No, um, micro resilience. Micro resilience. Yes, it is. It, for me, it was a life changing book because oh. uh, talks about a lot of things like mindfulness, um, the the myth of multitasking, um, and how that's actually you know just a lot of little things that really help me manage like uh, a just work in general to get the most at, maybe most productive, but also personally like mental health, just um, how to not react emotionally to situations and be mindful of them and so it's it's a really it's a it's one of those books i've read like three or four times now. wow it's okay micro resilience probably what, what would be the most influential best podcast that you would recommend to people bootstrappers um well, <laughs> there's this one on like property management entrepreneurs okay. yeah yeah okay it's uh <laughs> yeah. it's not bootstrappers right it's, no, it's, totally a, it's a different client way. of mine yeah no <laughs> They pay more. Yeah, they pay more. This is why I need to give them a plug here. No. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, subscribe. Bootstrappers. So, yeah. So if you'd like to uh, participate in the book giveaway, please go to the description under this episode in YouTube or go to Instagram Bootstrappers Show and click the link in the bio to participate in the book giveaway and get micro resilience. Thank you so much, Matt, Thanks, for being Matt. on the show. Good so seeing fun. You guys. Thanks for having me. I'm going to go get behind the camera now. Where I belong. <laughs> This is Bootstrappers. This has been Bootstrappers, a unique presentation designed to help you better understand how the world turns. Contact Gwen or Jeremy at posts at bootstrappers.club or visit our website, anaquim.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcasts on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and our YouTube channel. Thank you and join us next time for Bootstrappers. <laughs>